to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 303, The Chase. My name is John, and joining me this week is a man who has the directional instincts of a homing pigeon, my good friend wow. Taylor. Taylor. Wow. Hello. Uh, hello. How are you? That's one of my favorite um, quotes from this episode. That, that, no, that's a great, <laughs> that is a great line. It's a great line from the episode. I'm, I'm oddly flattered, I think, because I feel like I do have a decent sense of direction. There you go. Am I a homing pigeon? Probably not, but that's okay. I'm I'm doing well. I you know the post galley glow is is still kind of there. Yeah, man. It's um it's been a it's been one week since you looked at me. Um, <laughs> that that is just about true. Oh boy, just about but true. We except can't, It's actually been eight days. Yeah. Well, we can't 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 get any lower than that. So I apologize. So, so, so. <laughs> we'll find a way. Oh, we will. We'll find a way. How are you? Um, I I'm doing well, you know. Yeah, post galley. Uh, yeah, it it's been yeah, it's been a. Uh, we checked out on Monday. I guess we could. We'll talk about our our last day, even though I don't really know how. Oh eventful. my gosh! With with six episodes of the chase to cover, do we? <laughs> dare I mean, we? listen. The only thing I I'm gonna say about uh, we checked out on Monday. It was great. We're gonna do that every year. It was just yeah. Very nice, easy breezy. I will say we ate at that steak restaurant. Oh yes, uh, the 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 fancy steak restaurant. I don't think it's a steak restaurant, but just the fancy restaurant. I got a steak. It was um, cooked to perfection. I didn't even have to put much weight on the knife to cut. Ooh, yeah, dude, it nice. was uh, nice. good stuff. So yeah, and it was fun. We sat next to at the bar. We sat next to. Uh, Rose Tyler's dad for a brief oh, moment. Uh, yeah, it was, Sean Dingwall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we went. Uh, we went back to the room. <laughs> so it was good nice. times. And that was pretty much. Yeah, it. my 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 Sunday was super chill. It was just like mm, let's just take a last tour around the dealer room, make sure I've got all my stuff packed up, have one more buttercrumb donut because buttercrumb donut. Yeah. Um, and then and then off I went. Off you went, yes. Off I went. Made the flight just fine. Got home just fine. Wonderful. Was so glad to have the next day off of work. Yeah, I bet. Because yeah, <laughs> work work's still busy. Hey. Well then. Well but then. Well. We're then. excited for next year. I actually yesterday emailed uh, uh, Sean uh, just a just a thank you email for for putting our our meetups on the calendar and stuff sent a picture of the 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 big group picture from uh the tiki meetup yeah and he's like, wow that was really he's yeah you know make sure to email me toward the end of this year but we'll we'll get them both on the schedule for next year i'm like okay love it App, absolutely yep. love it sean is uh he is the man he does he is all of the so good much. stuff and we he does we like literally i i think he came out during the oh, did we talk about the shooty thing or no? Uh, I feel like we because that was I honestly late one. I don't remember Saturday. I we probably did Sunday morning when we recorded. Yeah, I honestly I like I I barely remember most of that. But yeah, I, it was when he came out and was talking about um just galley, and I was like, yeah, this is nice. This this feels mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah. good stuff. Anywho um. 
Let's uh, what's making us happy this fortnight? We do have a lot to cover, and I feel like we might talk about this at great length. But uh, what's making us happy this fortnight? I, you know what? I'll I'll go first. Um, okay. I, I bought. Um, well, first first of all, uh, LAFC MLS season is has has started. LAFC won their first their first match. I'm very excited to be uh, fully integrated into Major League Soccer, and I actually watched some <laughs> Premier League stuff this weekend. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we're just going to ramp it up. I think that'll, you know, we won't, no more sports, maybe, we'll see. <laughs> just um, <laughs> football, uh, proper football, and uh, baseball. There we go. There's probably another there one, but go. I can't remember what it is. Anyway, uh, also, Helldivers 2 is an absolutely ridiculous game, and it's a lot of fun, and I'm having a good time with it. Uh, those Excellent. are the two things that are making me happy this fortnight. Excellent. <laughs> very good um well, let's see what do i watch um well um i will say you know I, i'm firmly on the Tubi train when it comes to watching classic who it's how i watched the chase mm. uh and um i figured well i might as well see what else they've got um and not only do they have all of gilligan's island which i'm very excited for because i'm a dork like that um but they have a um, a short-lived, um, uh, I think it was ITV that did it. It's like the BBC competitor. Back okay, in the day. yeah. Um, they did a show in the late '60s called The Prisoner, uh, and it basic concept. You know, a, a guy who's been in the spy craft for a long time decides, hey, he's done, he's quit, he's retiring. He's like, I'm out of here. I resign. Yeah. Um, and so, of course. He doesn't just get to go off and, you know, have a life of leisure after that. Um, he gets back to his flat. This, of course, all happens in the opening sequence, like in the credits. Um, and he is uh, gassed. He's knocked out. And he is taken to a place simply called The Village. Ooh. Uh, and and a whole lot of surrealness uh, ensues. Um the village is a strange place. Everybody, uh, nobody has names. Everybody has numbers. Um, there is like over the course of whatever it is, like 17 episodes, there is a revolving host of uh, uh, number twos. Um, and the, the famous line, who is number one? And he goes, you are number six. Um, which <laughs> my dad always theorized. It meant that number six is actually number one. Um, and there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole weird thing that goes into that. But, but you, you and I, we bonded over lost back in the day. Yeah. Right. Um, the prisoner actually influenced a lot of things, uh, when it came to lost. In fact, the smoke monster on lost was inspired by what is called Rover, um, on the prisoner, which is basically just a giant white weather balloon that, there's a roar. It has a roar. Really? Um, when it when it comes after someone. Um, but it's basically the village's security system, for lack okay. of a better term. Totally worth the like 17 or so episodes. Yeah, that this I'm show looking is. at this right it's, now. It's so much fun. Um, I loved it. It was a big favorite of my dad. So when I saw the Tubi had it, I was like, well, crap, I've got to watch it. And from the moment I heard the the theme song, I was like, oh, my God, dad's in the room. <laughs> That's great. Um, so that was a big deal. Um, and uh, a friend and friend of the show, Lena, obviously a big Blake 7 fan, um, was able to um, basically uh, uh, hook me up with 
uh, a good place to find uh, the episodes. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch Blake Seven because that again, that was one of those PBS shows that is always kind of Doctor Who adjacent, right? Um, uh, uh, created by Terry Nation, another another Terry Nation creation. There you go. Um, I know. And uh, so yeah, I've I've gotten a couple of episodes into it, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And I I was like, I feel like I recognize this music. And Lena goes, Yeah, that's Dudley Simpson. I'm like, Oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> The music is kind of Doctor Who esque at times. Yeah, this is why. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think Lena me. might be our MVP of this episode because she also I, yes. uh, helped me out. Uh, we were talking about um, during the the year in review at Gallifrey. I was like, wow, look at all this cool footage that we can't watch. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, all this uh, iPlayer stuff. I can't watch any of this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, what? Well, use a VPN. I'm like, well, the one I have isn't good. And she's like, use this one. I said, well, Uh wait a minute. How do you get around this? And she said, it's a good VPN. So you don't have to do that. And I went, oh, and lo and behold, (laughs) I'm now watching all of my uh, Doctor Who on the iPlayer. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I might have to try that too. It's uh it's definitely worth it. I canceled my other VPN and we just we we have this one now and nice. Yeah, uh, very very cool. Um also, um speaking of the prisoner, did you know there was yes. apparently Christopher Nolan was considering doing a film version in 2009? Um I didn't know that, but I do know that there was a I think it was I can't remember if it was AMC or Stars. One of them did like a modern it was like a mini series. Oh, Jim Caviezel and Ian McKellen. Yeah, uh, I mean Jim Caviezel is. I know. I know. Just is... watch the original. It's oh yeah, I better. will. Um, but apparently Ridley Patrick Scott was there. also in talks to direct a, a screen version that of it. Would have been interesting. So that I mean, would have been really interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll give this a try. I don't know when, yeah. but I'll I'll give it a try for yeah. sure. It looks. It in between football sounds games. very in between in between proper football yes all Look, right man you, you liked lost you're gonna like this no i know yeah it's only 17 episodes so it's not that yeah bad. and it's on tubi okay well yeah no excuses all right let's um let's get into these these show notes yeah well uh, for starters um and i've had to update some of our show note links as a result um tardis wiki has gone independent they have broken uh from fandom yeah, uh, and have gone. They've gone solo, basically. Um, which, uh, honestly, I think is a great idea. Uh, and and unfortunately, well, we will have a link at the bottom of our show notes to Tardis.wiki, which is where it exists now. But um, I, it originally like the one other link in the show notes, the one higher up in the show notes. I don't know what to call it. Um, goes to uh, a tweet that popped up, and I was like, oh. Oh, this is news, and made a point of sending it to you. Um, so, one of the big reasons for them is this move to being self-hosted uh, elsewhere puts um, uh, kind of puts them out of reach of fandom's business practices yeah. and moves in terms of handling wikis. Um, it also greatly reduces um, the amount of uh, ads. In fact, they are planning to go completely ad free. Um, uh, but they are also, obviously they can't just 
you know, make it happen magically the same way that right. we ask for money to keep the lights on and the hosting going uh, at the end of the show. They need that as well. So they, of course, are looking for, for donations. Um, and um, if you are able to uh, look at the Twitter thread, I'm sure they've got a link on the wiki itself. There is a place to donate um, if you are so inclined. Um, but I think I think this is great. And the, the new page actually looks really good and really clean. Oh, I love it. Uh, this is this is yeah, it it looks way better than it did before. Yeah. And I'm I'm thrilled not to have, you know, these like half page sized um video ads popping up in the middle of everything. Um so huzzah. Yes. Huzzah for that. Huzzah indeed. <laughs> Long live Tardis Wiki, uh, because Lord knows we need him. Yes. Um also when we were just talking about Gallifrey one, they have dropped their 2024 recap with a little bit of news for 2025. Yes. Um, currently 352 days, 23 hours and about three minutes away from happening. Not that anyone's counting. Right. Um, so they of course want to thank everyone. Uh, let's see, let's get some numbers here. 3,101 attendants. Um, nice. Yep. Um, they were able to, or they are able to make a donation of $21,000 to the Trevor project. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Um, and scrolling down, scrolling down, looking ahead to Gallifrey one 2025, which I, you know, a lot of us are looking at the fact that they're a little, picture there has got joel and the bots from mst3k this might be the first year i buy a a con shirt you know it's tempting it's it's going to be really tempting but um personally i have my own theories um because i feel like i read somewhere that they've they've actually had a couple people from mst3k right because this year they had some people from like seven they've had some star trek people in the past they've had other i We think they can't do this to us. I would lose my ever loving mind. Um oh, if yeah. they had if they had anybody from MST three K. Like I wasn't going to Gallifrey One when they when anybody from that show was there last. I'm like Do you know what year? I don't off the top of my head. It was it was in like the, the Galley One fan group on Facebook, I think, uh, where I saw that come up and it it's obviously it's not something I bookmarked or anything. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. And I'm trying not to give my hopes up too much because that would be pretty damn amazing. Yeah. That would be, um, that would be something. Where's your list of conventions? Here we go. Um, so February 14th to 16th next year, same hotel, all the wonderful stuff. Um, tickets going on sale in April. Mm -hmm. Um, they are going to make a minor change uh when it comes to registration um they're returning to the sliding scale so the initial prices that sell in april um will be at a lower price uh and then increases in five dollar increments over the subsequent months so it's not like it's like okay yeah so if you want to if you know you want to be there early and you want to get that sweet sweet price april Mm -hmm. um and um you know the 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 later you buy it's going to be a little bit more expensive uh-huh 
Um, so ticket prices will be announced soon. I haven't announced them yet. Of course, there's a small processing fee because there's always a small processing fee. Yeah. Um, that is still going to go through member solutions, not Eventbrite. Um, and um, hotel reservations, they say either late April or early May. They haven't nailed that down just yet um, because we all know how exciting that tends to be. Yes. Um, so, yes, uh, we look forward to welcoming you all to Gallifrey One in 35 millimeter in February 2025, a trip through old Hollywood, Doctor Who style, with some special surprises in store. Yeah, um, I can also tell you that Joel Hodgson was at um, the 19th Gallifrey. Ah, okay, thank I you. Didn't, I didn't Google anyone, or not Google, I didn't um, search any more names because I didn't want to, I was like, I'm willing to <laughs> yeah. take the, uh, you didn't find anything noise happening once but i was like i'm not gonna do it more than once <laughs> so i figured i checked joel so joel was there, there okay that's cool man that, that would means be could I you imagine if we're just gonna go full on the coolest thing they could do what if they got them to do a as mid- a live commentary y- yes yes absolutely oh if my god that happened i would lose my mind I would too, um, and I would absolutely bring my MST3K lunchbox. Oh my goodness! From back when I was a kid. Yeah, now the thermos is gone. I know, um, <laughs> and have them sign, and absolutely have them sign. Oh it. man! And then I don't know, encase the whole thing in resin or something. Um, <laughs> anyway, I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about anything big finished. They've always got stuff going on. I definitely don't always have money to buy. Uh, big finish stories, but there is an epic 24 part story coming called Dark Gallifrey. Yeah, that is uh, that's wild. I saw it had um, Michelle Gomez and um, uh, Eric Roberts, and I think I don't know if they had anybody else announced, but oh boy, oh yeah, when things turn dark and you're all alone, there's Oh, yeah, there's one traveler of time and space, a wanderer in the fourth dimension, a renegade Time Lord who will always be there to bring back the light. But the thing about the Time Lords, they can't all be heroes. <laughs> they can't all so, be heroes. Can't all be heroes. But we can all be heroes just for one day. Yes. Um, hey. Um, so a brand new series showcasing the most chaotic, mischievous, and evil Time Lords the planet has ever produced. We've got Morbius. We've got the War Master. We've got Missy. We've got Eric Roberts as the Master. Will each take turns to feature in their own three-part story, with even more to follow. Wild, yeah. And and strangely, as I you know, I look at the Big Finish productions that I've picked up. I I love the Missy ones. I love the War Master ones. I love Eric Roberts's Master one. This is right up my alley. I seem to only like the villains. Oh, um, not only. I've got a lot of you know like main uh what's their term like main 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 line uh stories you know seventh doctor stuff and sixth doctor stuff and uh, um but anyway um i do actually have a lot of master based stories so anyway check that out that'll be a fun one yeah we'll be getting um, the big finish probably sooner than later at some point yeah yeah right yeah 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 um I, Lastly, this week, a couple of sad stories. Um, Pamela Salem, uh, who played Dr. Rachel Jensen 
in remembrance of the Daleks. She has passed at age 80. Um, She was also in, uh, she's also in a fourth doctor story. And I will remember what that is as soon as the article comes up. (laughs) Um, um, And it, and it doesn't say on that one. They focus on, Oh no, there it is. Robots of death. That's right. Ah. Um, And she was also money penny in uh, never say never again. Oh yeah. Um, So she has had a, a long and storied career, not just in Doctor Who, but in other. Um, oh, Salem went on to appear on the medical drama ER. Oh, no way. And science fiction shows Blake Seven. Oh. And uh, the tripods and Into the Labyrinth. The, those last two I'm not familiar with, but I guess I'll have to watch for her in Blake Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, I know her best as Dr. Rachel Jensen because Remembers the Docs is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and Stuart Organ. Uh, he played Bazin. I believe it's Bazin. Maybe it's Bazin. Ugh, I haven't watched Dragonfire in a long time. Another seventh Doctor. Yeah. Uh, actor. He has passed at the age of seventy-two. Oh wow! Bazin yeah. in Dragonfire. Let's. Yeah. See. If you look up, like I think he was ah, one, of, okay. one of Kane's. Yes. Uh, what minions? Yes. For lack of a better term. Um, but yes, I guess he was also on a. Uh, a BBC program called Grange Hill for 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So. All right. Well, holy moly, I'm scrolling down. So let's just get into this. This week we watched The Chase, starring William Hartnell as the Doctor, Jacqueline King as Barbara, William Russell as Ian, Maureen O'Brien as Vicky, and Pete introducing mm-hmm. Peter Purves as Stephen. It was written by Terry Nation and directed by Richard Martin. It first aired May 22nd through June 26th, 1965, and is the eighth story of season two. And we have, dare I say, a smorgasbord of notes (laughs) brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wiki. Yeah, um, I I think you're right. I mean, I do have to admit you probably should have pronounced it 1965 Oh, 1965 um, yeah that's right uh so this story had the working titles of the daleks three jeez oh, all right <laughs> they have they have iii in parentheses like is this a is this a led zeppelin album? yeah i was just I gonna know. say is this a zeppelin album <laughs> it is a zeppelin album Funny. um or the pursuers i think they got it right i think they got it right with the chase yeah. so yeah, um, this is actually the first Dalek story where the Daleks are already aware of the Doctor. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the story was commissioned at late notice when another of Terry Nation's stories fell through. It would appear that the slot was originally to be filled by his planned historical called The Red Fort. Yes, and of course I clicked on it, and now I'm just... I oh, knew you were going to do, do that. it all the time. But I will say, yeah. it it, it kind of sounds like um, the public demand... For for the Daleks' return is w- more so why the Red Fort I, never being nineteen sixty five. I would absolutely believe that. Yeah, so that's absolutely that sounds like that. maybe maybe why. Yeah, but it also could be why the story fell through. Yeah, we need yes. the Daleks back, Terry. Go go write a Dalek and also, story. Anyway, he, sorry, yeah. just I just just one more no, note. Considering this is a uh, a late notice commission. This story is a banger. Oh, <laughs> like, it is. It is absolutely wild that this. they're like, hey, Terry, uh, more Daleks, sorry. And he's like, no, nah, I got yeah. it. Good stuff. And absolutely mad props 
to Mike Sulko for suggesting this because oh, this is yeah. so good. Yes. But we'll get into that. Terry Nation actually discarded several ideas for the serial, including sequences set in ancient Egypt, where the first of the Great Pyramids would be erected over the remnants of a destroyed Dalek. Oh, boy. The planet Stygian, whose inhabitants were invisible, and the mist-shrouded world of Vaporon, which I think was also a Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. That actually Um, sounds correct. Yeah, I think it's Vaporeon. Um, But anyway, we'll run with that. These ideas would subsequently be recycled in the Daleks Master Plan. Love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were several changes made from Terry Nation's original proposal in the finished serial. In the original storyline, the TARDIS crew would witness on the visualizer uh, William Shakespeare discussing with his wife the possibility of allowing Francis Bacon to use his name on Bacon's plays, as well as a speech by Winston Churchill. Huh. Uh, Ian and Vicky would see through the sands the vast underground Iridian city, uh, and Ian and Barbara would not return home to Earth at the end of the serial. Uh, well, then what would they ha- would they have just traveled on or gotten off somewhere else? Oh, I don't know. Okay. It's not explained. Um, so the doctor's explanation of the haunted house, and Lord knows we are going to talk about that, existing in a realm of human thought was in fact Terry Nation's initial concept for the segment, which Verity Lambert felt was straying too far from the conventional Doctor Who approach. And I, I made a point of throwing this note in because of what RTD is doing with the new season. Yeah. Kind of bringing in like more magic and superstition and, and you know, more the realm of the mind kind of thing. So I just thought it was kind of an interesting uh, juxtaposition. Yeah, that's very, anyway, that's very, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we will, we will. As I, as I scroll and it goes, you're on page two of 13. I'm like, oh boy, we've got a lot of story notes. <laughs> um, not just story notes, all our notes. Um, the scenes in the episode Planet of Decision with Ian and Barbara celebrating their return to London were made as part of the production block for the Time Meddler, which is the next story. And the director for these is consequently Douglas Camfield. So technically, this episode had, or this story had two different directors, but oh. it was just for a tiny bit. So they left Camfield off. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the story also features the Beatles in a film clip, although your version and my version did not have it. Yes. Um, ironically, considering the number of lost Doctor Who episodes, the Beatles' performance from which this clip was taken now only survives in this story. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So no other footage from that particular Beatles performance exists anymore except for this clip that was used in doctor who which has been basically cut due to licensing that's a wild yep because in a double irony the scene has once again been lost as licensing restrictions forced it to be edited out for all dvd releases outside the uk and australia yeah yeah now i know you're a beatles fan so get this the Beatles were originally planned to appear as old men performing at a 50th anniversary concert in the 21st century. <laughs> the band were interested in appearing, but this proposal was apparently vetoed by their manager, Brian Epstein. They were also originally going to be playing I Feel Fine instead of Ticket to Ride. Man, <laughs> that would have been absolutely amazing. I would. I wonder if there's any interviews where the, they are asked about it. I have no idea. If Paul That's McCartney has never or Ringo have never been asked about that, I, that would be my probably my only question. 
Yeah. What happened? I've read this. Can you confirm it? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Taylor. The Beatles yeah. are going to technically appear in a, in an episode coming up here. And yes. Do you think in some weird, strange world we're gonna get an appearance by either Ringo or Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney? I uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I'm if it is, it's going to be one of the best kept secrets in Doctor Who. Oh yeah. It absolutely would be. And I mean, yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, man. That would be pretty wild. I'd love that. Well, yeah, this is the first appearance of Steven Taylor. Uh, Peter Purves became the first actor to play two completely different roles without the use of heavy makeup or prosthetics in the same story. He also became the first actor to appear in a guest starring capacity before being offered a regular role. Uh, this also occurred with Ian Martyr as, uh, um, oh, my God, Harry. Yes. I don't know why I can't remember, can't remember his last name, but Harry. Yeah. Freema Adjman and Karen Gillan. Uh, the fact that Purves played two different roles, one to become ongoing within the same story, however, remains a unique circumstance. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 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 Harry Sullivan. Uh, thank you, Sullivan. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why I could not remember that. During rehearsal, the three fungoid costumes were given nicknames to avoid confusion. Are you ready for this? Oh, boy. Fungoid Fred, Toadstool Taffy, mm-hmm. and Mushroom Malone. Oh. He sounds like he'd be the ringleader of the gang. I Mushroom think. Malone sounds like, yeah, he <laughs> or he would be the the evil um, animatronic at Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Yeah, something Definitely. like that. Definitely. Uh, the episode Planet of, De- Planet of Decision features the first use of the Dalek battle cry of Exterminate. Yes. Previously, the Daleks mentioned the term extermination, and in the Dalek invasion of Earth, the Supreme Dalek ordered his subordinates to exterminate Ian. But this is the first time the word is used as a singular exclamation. And the rest is history. Indeed. Indeed. Now we're almost there. Originally, it was hoped to realize the scene where a Dalek rose out of the sand by burying a Dalek casing in a dune and then pulling it out on a rope attached to a Land Rover. I'm assuming some pulleys were involved here because unless the Land Rover is driving up into the sky, that's not going to work. Anyway, unfortunately, when the shot was attempted, it was found that the weight of the sand kept the partially buried Dalek pinned firmly in place. Yeah. Sand is apparently heavy. Uh, The sequence was instead performed as a model shot at the BBC television film studios in Ealing. And lastly... But not leastly, this is the first story where two doctors appear together on screen, specifically the original first doctor and the Dalek's robot copy of him. Yes, and I also wonder if that Dalek is still buried in sand somewhere. I I doubt it because, oh, oh, the original one that they tried to pull out? I'm yeah. sure they probably dug it out. I'd uh, like to think so. I just I just want there to be like a half-sunken Dalek somewhere. Dalek somewhere. <laughs> I feel like we've seen a news story about like the one they found in a, like a swamp or a bog. Yes. Oh, a man. number of years ago. Yeah. Too funny. All right, Taylor, before we get to our discussion, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Indeed I do. Team TARDIS is on the move, but the Daleks have just put their first time ship into service. Its goal? Find the Doctor and destroy him and his pals. 
So what better way to escape the Daleks across time than to have a rollicking adventure through history? <laughs> yep, this is one part Bill and Ted, one part universal monster film, a pinch of wrestling, a heaping spoonful of Daleks, and one emotional departure. We know our post-Galley eps are usual. <laughs> our post-Galley eps are usually stinkers, but the chase delivers in so many ways. Oh my goodness, Taylor! Uh, the chase. What are your overall feelings? Man, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like episode five might have been a little slow, um, and maybe they could have like worked Steven's introduction in somewhere else. I, I, I think tempo wise and everything, you go from the first four episodes into the last two, and they get to Planet Mechanist and stuff, and I feel like things slow down a lot. Okay, um, but that that's that's not really here or there. The entire story. I mean, it really and truly is just kind of like one bonkers chase um, across history. Like some of the stuff that we get in like the first two or three episodes is just wild. And we will talk about that. Um, but from start to finish, this this was bonkers in the best possible way. Yeah, um, I absolutely loved this. Um, I, I, I guess uh, I'm looking at my notes for episode five and... Yeah, I get that. I, I mean, I could, I could definitely see that. Um, and there was some. Oof, the editing was really bad in episode yeah. five too. We'll get to that. But um, <laughs> yeah. overall, I thought this was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I can't believe this was a last minute change of plan script um, because it is, it is so good. Um, a lot of fun, and I didn't realize. That this was uh, Ian and Barbara's last episode, last yeah, yeah, last serial. Um, and then when I when we are introduced to Stephen Taylor, they say his full name, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why? I'm like, I don't understand. That sounds familiar. And I went, oh right, Stephen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, this 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 serial has it all, and it is it's it's. It's just great start to finish. Not, not not to mention some pretty jazzy like opening music for like each almost each of the episodes, I think. Yeah, all the music is is pretty great throughout. Um there the I mean the only thing that was took took me away from the music was the weird sound effects that we had when we were in uh when we were on um mushroom Oh on, on yeah. Like that dripping yeah, yeah, yeah dripping weird no, i don't know what it was whatever um <laughs> ambiance it's ambiance john ambiance yeah so basically <laughs> just an overview um the daleks are like we have a time machine i don't know if you saw where they got the time machine from i i thought they built it no that is did they not... steal it how did i miss that okay well i don't know if they if they say it but apparently it is at least in canon that um oh i'm sorry no they've they've built it i'm sorry i misread it the time space visualizer is taken from the morox museum oh yes this now speaking of of obnoxious sounds that kind of like take you out of the moment the sound that the space-time visualizer makes oh yeah very it's kind of it's just an annoying sound, and literally, it is. Everyone even make makes the this is an annoying sound. Exactly. Now, I, I have to take a moment to plug Phenomenacy Limits here because our next episode drops on Friday, the first of March, um, and we talk about something called the Orion Cube. Oh. Um, and yeah, 
and it is it's it's basically this thing that supposedly you can look at any point in history with okay so imagine me having already recorded this episode sitting down to watch the beginning of the chase and the doctor starts explaining so if light neurons record events in history the space-time visualizer can basically uh, uh display those recordings and i just i mean i almost screamed which i'm glad i didn't because i was at work it's 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 the orion cube it's the topic of our next show and here we are we're getting a version of this, the same concept that's wild in this episode of doctor who which which i really wish i had known before we recorded the other show yeah but that's okay it's it's just was like one of those weird coincidences that's so crazy yeah that is wild yeah so yeah so bas- check that out. basically <laughs> uh we're like yeah definitely check that out we're looking through the the time television as uh some some people on the TARDIS call it throughout the, yeah. the different points in history um unfortunately we didn't get to see the beatles i've seen that yeah. clip though have you yeah it's somewhere on the internet Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. From what I understand, though, uh, Abraham Lincoln's voice wasn't actually really that deep in real life. Oh, really? He's always portrayed as having this deep voice, and he he was a little bit more nasally from what I've read. (sighs) Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, Yeah, so we're we're looking through points in time, and then um, we are kind of, we land on the sand planet, and we're taking a vacation, kind of apparently yeah and vicky's like i'm gonna go exploring and everyone else is like okay don't wander too far next thing you know she's really far away she's very far away uh very far and, away. and basically uh somebody left the tv on and it picks up a signal uh-huh. signal of the daleks being like yeah we made a t- we made our own time machine and now we're gonna find the doctor and find the um enemy time machine and destroy it and the person who uh flies it around and everyone else and it's like uh oh we better go get this episode is such a great setup in my opinion uh because it's like okay we know the daleks are coming and also the doctor makes it a point to say um these are visions of the past so they might already be here oh yeah i like that which is a, just a very fun thing. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's there. I kind of almost want to just go episode by episode just because there's I, I don't want to mi- miss any of our notes yeah, here. I think in, I think in this case, I know we don't normally. I think in this case, I think it works. Yeah. Um, I re- just something I really liked was when I think when we were landing the TARDIS on the sand planet, which I'm sorry, I don't have uh, Aridius. When we land on Aridius, uh, we have this first, I guess it's a first person view of the doctor, like using the TARDIS console. I don't know if first person is the correct term for that, but it's, he's basically just like reaching at the camera and kind of like, oh, pulling, mm-hmm. and I was like, I've never seen that. I really like that. That's fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's more kind of a low angle yeah. kind of thing rather than we're seeing it from the doctor's perspective. Yes. That would be first person. Yes, that would be first person. Yeah, it's like um, a low angle. But yeah, yeah. yeah there, there there were a few there were a few moments where they, they kind of take some interesting directorial, you know, uh choices with like 
work with the camera and stuff. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Um, I will say overall throughout um, these six episodes, I thought the pacing was fine. But in episode one, I had a very oh no moment when we had to watch all eight of these oh. Daleks go through yes. the, the door. And I was like, no, we can't do I this. Had, yes. I had that same thought when I saw that scene. Um, and not only that, um, but I guess Daleks of this era. Um, oh God. You know how little kids do the, like, I'm going to repeat what you say. Do, yes. Kind of because yes. Um, they're very excited by the word TARDIS. TARDIS. Yeah. (laughs) And and apparently the word annihilate. We could turn these into songs. We could. Annihilate, 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 annihilate. If I had like um eight (laughs) oh eights or like uh Yes or maybe like some sort of beat maker, I would all of my songs would have samples of just Daleks. Why not? Yeah. Right? It's already computerized anyway, so. Exactly. Yeah. But the TARDIS, 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 <laughs> gets that up and down kind of tempo to it. Yes. So I just when I, when I watched that in the first episode and they're just like, okay, why why are we all, why, why are we all saying the same word, guys? What, guys? Guys? I was just like, this is so silly. I've got, I've got to put these on the soundboard for at least for an episode. Yeah. So, um, on this on this planet, Iridius, uh, it's yes. full of sand. But some for some reason, there's a giant octopus. Um, I don't know. Yes. I was just like very confused by by this planet, and it. We'll get to its inhabitants in a second here, but <laughs> um, yeah, we had the giant octopus, and then I believe Ian goes after Vicky. Correct. Yes. Oh no, he he goes uh, with her immediately, and then the doctor pretty, and um and Barbara, Barbara. hang out, mm-hmm. and that's when yes, okay, yeah, um, uh, yeah, and they get caught in this. They fa- they find this door. That's another. I actually kind of wish you had clipped Vicky's insane laugh when the door the hatch opens. Uh-huh. She laughed maniacally, and I was like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> uh, and they go down there, giant octopus, that whole thing. We yep. we go search for them, and by we, I mean the Doctor and Barbara. Uh, and yep. then a giant sandstorm happens. Not the yep. song. And oh, dang it! Hell yeah! Why didn't I put that on the soundboard? Oh man. Anywho, it's the best. It's the best kind of sandstorm, though. Yeah, it's true. This one was really not because it changed the entire landscape. Uh, yes, and so they, they cr- couldn't couldn't tell where they were. Couldn't find the TARDIS. Didn't know where they were. The Doctor was in disarray. Um, and I honestly, I said this in our in our Galley Fam Discord. Mm-hmm. I think this might be one of the best cliffhangers. It really is good. And I know they said, well, we tried to raise an actual dog. I think this was perfect. Yeah. Because you got the effect you wanted. You literally just like, they're about to go look for the TARDIS and the doctor's like, no, 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 wait. And we get this slow rise of a Dalek coming out, emerging from the sand. And I was like, this is amazing. I sincerely hope the rest of this serial is just as amazing. And it was. 
It was. And I, I feel like if I remember correctly, as the Dalek is rising up out of the sand, it's kind of making this a lot like Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like moany groany sounds. Oh, yeah, it's you know, and I was sand. just like because well, I was gonna say maybe it's exerting itself or something. Oh, maybe. Um it was just it was just a weird sound. I'm not used to Daleks making that sound. Um and I'm not used to them like talking over each other they were starting to do it like the beginning of the second episode i'm used to them like each kind of like taking a turn but i guess when things are frantic i guess i mean this is early daleks maybe they didn't know how to fall in the line yet they're just trying to figure it out (laughs) they were not all obeying at the same time no they're still a little independent just a little bit yeah maybe maybe um, so we open the next episode and I, I do, you could sense the trouble that production was having with having Daleks in sand because there's, there's one scene in the open when you see the Daleks roaming on the sand and you could literally tell some guy was in the Dalek suit, just Fred Flintstoning it with a car. <laughs> it, it's very funny and very noticeable, but, uh, um, yeah, the Daleks needed to develop little, um, like the plows you have on the front of a, a steam train just yes. to kind of like push the sand out of the way. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was pretty funny. I, we also meet the inhabitants of this world. Um, yes. They are um, called the Adiridians. Makes sense. The Iridians. Yep. Um, and the, the first time we're introduced to one uh, is literally, they don't sit, they don't, it's just a, a guy walking over a hill and he is uh, swiftly and promptly murdered by a Dalek. Yep, exactly right. Um, like, and I just like anytime I see one of these more unusual Doctor Who costumes, I'm like, why do we not have more Iridian cosplays? I, I, yeah, I actually really uh, liked the design of this. I didn't understand why. Um, the Iridians lived on this mostly sand planet, considering they looked like mer people. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't know. Um, you know what? The next Aquaman film featuring Iridians. No, there, there, there will, there never, will be another. There will never be another. The next Aquaman fan film. There you go. Aquaman okay. Two is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I've seen Gili. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anywho, um, Anywho. I did like that. I would love to see the colorized version of these suits. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. But yeah, I yeah, did, I'd be I th- curious to see what it looked like. I thought the design was fine. It was it was unique. Excuse yes. me, to it's say fine. the least. It's late. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. We had a lot of story notes to get through. Yes. Um, so I did. I one other thing that I did really like about the uh, the Adiridians was they. Um, they find the doctor and Barbara and they're like, Hey, uh, maybe come inside and don't stand out there. And you know, they're, they're kind of just like, Hey, we're, we don't like these, uh, random weird things that are here and you can hang out here. Are you guys hungry? Whatever. And then we find out he's like, uh, you might want to sit down. I have some news. One of the (laughs) Adiridians. He's like, so the Daleks contacted us and they said, we yes. gotta we gotta hand you over, but we're not sure we want to. We need the high council needs to talk about it. And the doctor's like, What are you talking about? Like, I'll just go. We'll just go. And he's like, Well, 
you we have to keep you as prisoners because if you leave and don't go to them then they'll kill us all so sorry (laughs) i did like that it was just like a very matter of fact like I mean, points for honesty, right? Yeah, I did also like that he was like, the elders have to discuss it, but he's like, no, you really don't have a choice here. You just hand me over. It's fine. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, and then I love that the 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 Daleks have some of the uh, Adoridians digging up, and I love, I love that they don't have, seemingly have tools. Mm-hmm. They're just like... Dig it like just using their hands to dig up the TARDIS, and they're like, "Wow, we're done." It only took us five minutes, um, <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, you've your uselessness or your usefulness has run out, and now you're useless to us." And they just murder those guys too. I, I feel like, and I maybe would just was not paying close enough attention, but I feel like those Iridians fell and died before actually being shot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was... He was like, uh, uh, I feel like the timing was a little off, but it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. Um, Um, I I, I like that we found out that uh, um, Ian has a thing for cardigans. Barbara specifically. Give me that cardigan. Oh, that was (laughs) another... For me. I will like, say uh-huh. that's sure, another sure. yeah that's another part of this that was like okay we get it when he's like doctor give me your coat I, we need to make a trap and it's just them shoveling sand for like 25 seconds yep like, I don't need to see this I get it but I have to admit them like teasing the Dalek to try and lure it into this trap yes. was, was not only funny but kind of just a ballsy move just yes. you know for as much as they're like, oh god, it's the Daleks run for your lives. Yeah, um, I will say it did. Like, usually, yeah, it feels like that. But for the most part, when they're like, all right, well, we got to face the Daleks, they they seem pretty just up to the task. Mm-hmm. Just as a whole, um, no, no disagreement. But I th- I think this is also the point in Dalek history where they realize they need to start developing the ability to hover. Yes, probably. I will say. Um, the silhouette of the Dalek falling into the hole was was yep. pretty great. I really yeah. like that a yeah. lot. I like that too. Uh, and we all escape, and the the chase is on. I believe that is actually uh, something that is said. Probably like, we got to get out of here. Chase is on. Um, boy, boy, oh boy, we have to talk uh-huh. about um, the whirly things on the wall in the Dalek. Uh, oh, in the Dalek ship, yeah. That really seems oh, just like. I don't even know, like, what kind... They're like, we need to make this unique. Whirly things on the wall? It's very Hypnotoad. <laughs> it is very All Hail Hypnotoad, yes. I did like how they used the... um. Uh, what what do, we, what do we even call this? Like, it's the video screen? Yeah. Where, where um, like, and for 64, this feels like pretty, pretty, I guess, higher tech for a, a BBC production, where we're opening, like, the hole on the um, on the whirly thing, and where it's it's showing us like where um, our team TARDIS is. <laughs> yeah, I really I really like that. Oh, but episode two. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> I forgot all about episode two until I started reading my notes. And boy, oh boy, is there nothing funnier than watching a bunch of British actors and actresses try to do New York accents. Oh, you mean episode three? 
That's episode three. Oh yes, episode three. Episode I'm three. sorry. Yeah, I think honestly, I can't. I can't decide if episode three or episode four is my favorite episode. Um, but yes, watching a bunch of British actors try to pull off a New York accent, um, and you know, be up on this set that's supposedly you know the top of the Empire State Building, um, <laughs> yes. and I don't know, making I don't know suicide jokes. <laughs> Oh, guys. you know what though? That is actually for for the most part I'm watching that and I'm like this all tracks. Like those are that's that's something they tell you. I wouldn't be surprised. It takes Honestly, you this long to get up on the elevator, but if you want to take the fast way down it takes you this it only yeah. takes you this long. We don't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, this this whole New York sequence is like I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what Terry Nation was on when he was writing this, <clears throat> but this this guy from Alabama. I this he, might, I didn't this realize be, that was Peter Purves. I, I didn't either. I just looked I it up. I honestly didn't either. <laughs> I had no idea. But this might be the funniest scene in all of Doctor Who. I'm I, just going to go out on a bridge and say that. Yeah, where he's just like, "Oh, you guys are from Hollywood. That's crazy." Uh-huh. And uh-huh. oh, you guys are filming one of the moving pictures and I don't know what he says. <laughs> um, but that would seem pretty accurate. And Yeah, it's it's pretty close. It's, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's great. Like we just um he is just obli- he oblivious. He's like, "These are illusions oh, yeah. for sure." Um and then the TARDIS leaves and the Daleks show up. And the and I I'm think like, the thing with this that dude is, is so dead. Yeah, I'm like, they're gonna, they're obviously gonna kill this guy, but they they don't they because don't. they give him the information that they need mm-hmm. unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> and then they disappear and he's like, Well, I'm I'm crazy <laughs> now. Um <laughs> which is which is it's a it's a very good scene. It's it's I would recommend watching this entire story just for episode three. Yeah, episode three. For like both both the periods in history that they land on in episode three are worth it. So see, I'm I'm looking at oh okay, so the he has more story in the um in the uh, the book version and the novelization. Okay, so I was just like because the other part of this story, which is amazing as well is actually a take it's you know my favorite part about doctor who a a take on what might have happened uh in a real part of history yeah exactly so they they land on the set of our flag means death yes oh Uh, oh my god no that's not that's not fair that would be amazing i know i know i know um yeah they (laughs) So they so Shit. after after we leave poor Morton Dill, which is uh, our Alabama. Uh, oh, is that his name? Alabamian, who is Al- uh, Alabaman. Alabaman, who uh, is uh, sure. is then locked up at Newman Rehabilitation Clinic, and where he becomes a permanent resident. Apparently, oh, good heavens! Wow. Yeah, poor guy. Um, yeah. Anywho, uh, we are at sea. We travel to sea and. We get off, you know, we're on a boat, um, and I believe Barbara gets, somebody gets a hold of Barbara. Yes. And then 
Vicky thinks, res- thinks they're a stowaway. Yes, and Vicky uh, hits him over the head. Yes, uh, yes, yes, with yes. something and knocks him out. And yeah, then just a club, I think. A club, and then she <laughs> she uh, unfortunately does the same to Ian because she does not see him. Mm-hmm. And the, if if you're keeping track, folks, this is Ian's uh, second concussion in this serial. Um, I believe something <laughs> else happens earlier where he falls and hits his head uh, when the octopus oh, goes around. Yes, yes. Isn't he also beats. bleeding? I feel like uh, I, I would have to go back and check, but it looked like he had something on the side of his forehead that was supposed to resemble blood. Possibly. But it could have been shadowing. Anyway, uh, so we pick up Ian, and um, <laughs> this is this is so bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. We pick up Ian, we get him back in the ship, and the, basically it's just a pit stop where it's like, well, nothing nothing's going on here, so let's leave. Yeah. And they're trying to stay ahead of the Daleks, but the Daleks are gaining on them. Yeah. Don't so, exactly ask me how that works with time travel, but I don't know they either. Are. But they've they've figured it out pretty good, apparently. The Daleks, yeah, more so than Time Lords. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so they leave, and then the Dalek uh, time machine lands on yep. the deck, and so all of these men are just like, what in the world are these things? And I yep. think one of them says, answer my question. And every it is just pandemonium. It completely is. And I imagine the Dalek is going, wait, sir, I merely have a question. Yeah, basically. And, and the, 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 the crew of the Mary Celeste is just like, we out. They all jump ship. I think a Dalek tries to follow the last one off the boat. Yes, it goes overboard. <laughs> and they're like, well, we should probably leave. And then they leave. And, and I have one big question before they leave. Because there's one shot as, as all this pandemonium is going on. And most of the Daleks are on the deck. But there's one up by the ship's wheel. And I'm like, okay, how did he get up there? Ooh, interesting. You have to go upstairs to get up there. But there was a Dalek up there. I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. Mm. How did that? How did he grabbed a rope and he swung. I don't know. I guess I don't know, but um, when we were back in the TARDIS towards the end of this episode, after all this uh, chaos is happening on the ship, that's when Ian says, "Did you see the name on the ship? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the Mary Celeste." And I went, "Okay." So I looked it up, and very fascinating story to where yes. the ship was seemingly just abandoned. There's no sign of struggle or anything, uh, mm-hmm. and it just washed up on some shore and they checked the logs and there was like i think it was like five days earlier was the last log and then every it was just abandoned everyone was gone and nobody knows what happened daleks happen daleks happen i love that that's just great and Mm -hmm. i think it said about this point they're just like well we gotta face facts we're not gonna we're not outrunning them for much longer so maybe we need to figure out something else here to do yeah and then we go to um we're uh the Legends of the Hidden Temple is filmed. Uh, at least that's what I thought. And that, this this episode is even more bonkers. It, it really is. Um, it, it just goes from like, uh, you know, oh, we have this this really funny scene where this this poor man is now insane, and then we, uh, you know, we get a little like, hey, maybe this is what happened to the Mary Celeste. And now we're in. I was like, what is going on here? 
yeah, I was really kind of thrown off. Yeah. By it, because I'm like, wait a second, like, are they properly like in Frankenstein's castle? Yeah. So, we- and I'm like, but, but wait a second, that's not. You know, my brain is going through this whole. I think my first indication that something was it wasn't whatever I thought it was going to be was when a literal skeleton just falls from the ceiling. Yes. It just falls from the ceiling like bloop and it's just like what is what? Like I don't understand anything that's happening. And as the episode goes on, like we we see bats, we see like the eyes of this legend of the hidden temple thing kind of like mm-hmm. open up. Um there's a basement where the doctor's like I must see what's on that table. And Ian's like, must you? <laughs> like, do we really have to go down there? <laughs> right. And they go down there, and it's Frankenstein's monster. Uh, and the doctor, uh, at least for first doctor, uh, I've never seen him literally book it out of a room. He's like, well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> and just yeah. leaves Ian behind. Um, and then there's just like, Dra- Dracula's there. And he's yep. just like, I am Dracula, or I'm Count Dracula. And then he just leaves. <laughs> Yep. And I'm like, are they all robots? Like, what is going on? Yeah, you. I think by the time we get to Dracula, I'm like, okay, something's up here. This guy's a little, like, stiff in his acting. And I'm like, and that's his, where I started to go, Yeah, is this a haunted house? And his mouth didn't match what he was saying. Oh, interesting. I didn't even notice that. I mean, that. It, I'm sorry. It matched what he was saying, but it was off. It was a little off. Okay. Um, and then this is, I think, when the doctor says, yes, I know where we've landed. We've landed in in the mind of men. <laughs> this is where all the... Cre- it's like, what? And Ian's like, huh? Like He's just like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And he's... And it's also like, I think at one point here, we have like that... I think they call her like the gray ghost. I can't remember what her name is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the gray lady is just like screaming at the top of the <laughs> stairs. And um, the, it's so weird because the doctor's like, yes, we're in the land of dreams of the, because everyone believes in these things and they manifest and that's where we are. And he's like, surely the Daleks cannot land here. And I'm like, but you landed there. So right, right. why would uh, yeah. the... And it's... then literally moments later, the Daleks appear. Yep. And then things get, I mean pandemonium part two yes um and the doctor and ian they go back down to the frankenstein monster and then it's like scooby-doo stuff happens or oh we're just God, running yes. around uh and the dalek tries to kill frankenstein with his with his laser and it doesn't work mm-hmm. so in that aspect you go oh maybe the doctor is right maybe this is like a weird dream right. place yeah and they yeah. just locked onto this. Oh, and then, so we're all like, come on, folks, let's go back to the TARDIS. And they leave Vicky behind. Yes. Which is but, wild. But wait a second. It is wild. Yes, because inevitably, I mean, you've got to create a little extra. I mean, it's like Seuss getting left in the corn maze. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> dudes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but Vicky doesn't sound like that, but l- we, we cannot, unlike John of all things, Frankenstein's monster straight up body slamming. Oh, that Dalek. Yes. That was so amazing. epic. I had to gif it. Yeah. It was, it's a great gif. Um, 
Yeah, this was almost like um, it was almost more of a choke slam. Um, oh, okay. Maybe. I, I mean, I, I mean, can can you really choke a Dalek? I guess you can't. But whatever it was, it was uh, that actor is very strong. Yes. Uh, because yes, he slammed it on the ground actor. and it didn't break. Yeah. So. Um. No. Yeah. No, but you do see him kind of like pounding on it yes. in, a, in a later scene and like the top of it is off. Yeah, the top of it's gone. Um, and I guess it's true because body slam, it's you're coming off and then slamming onto someone. No, right? oh, well, that would be a, that would be a splash. A body oh, slam. Oh. I, you're technically you're you're in the right you're in the right region. But, oh well, that's good. Yeah. Um. But yes. Uh. So yeah, we leave Vicky behind and she's surrounded by by Daleks and they. I assume take her aboard or she stows away. She at least stows away. It looks like yeah. she stows away on the ship. Um. And then this is when you think our crazy story with bad New York accents and. Um, historical ships and crazy sand octopuses couldn't get any crazier. The Daleks are like, let's make a clone of the Doctor. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, yes, let's make a clone of the Doctor. We have, I think they're like, we have footage, so it's good. And it's like, what? I don't know what they say. It's something like that. And it's kind of like it's kind of like when Spaceballs watches Spaceballs. Yes, actually, yeah. yeah, that's actually very accurate. I will. We also, have season one on TVD. We can copy the Doctor. Yes, uh, I will also say we do get another scene when I think when they leave and it's Ian and the Doctor, and he's like, "We were in the thing. It was the world of dreams," and he's like, "I think it was way simpler than that." And we literally yeah. cut straight back to the place we were and it's literally like so-and-so's haunted house yeah it, it was from the the festival of ghana they're oh. actually in africa in 1996 and you know what i think i wonder if because you know how they said um the beatles were supposed to be in this episode at a festival mm. um i believe the festival at least from what i read and I can't find it right now. It might have been a festival in 1996 in Ghana, hmm. I think, is what they they were saying. And then they also said, uh, you know, if that actually had hap- happened, it would have created a time paradox because, you know, Lennon didn't make it that far. And I'm like, okay, oh. everybody calm, mm-hmm. calm down mm-hmm. here. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought, like, the comedic stuff in this serial is oh, is great it's it just fantastic it's just very good just the yeah. hard cut to the sign like yeah this is mm-hmm. where they were and the doctor was absolutely wrong uh is yeah is good stuff um and what is the other thing that i really liked about this episode i felt like uh, I was felt... it the the teaser name for the next episode uh n- yes, but I really I feel like Hartnell was like giving it his all in in these. I will absolutely agree with that. Like when yeah, he's he like was... when they're like we left Vicky behind and he's like I I will never forgive myself for leaving her behind. Like that little scene was just very like oh he he does you know he comes off as a cranky old man but he does really care about these mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. these people that travel with him which we'll get to later. Uh, yes. But yeah, it, it, that whole scene was just very like, oh, like what are we gonna do? And um, we cut to 
I think Vicky is trying to communicate with the TARDIS by literally yes. moving two knobs on a thing she probably doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mm-hmm. tries, but it doesn't work. And then that's when the the little thing opens and you see the robot doctor and you're like, oh, it's hit. And then you're like, wait, what? Who is this? Yes. And they basically got, I called him the Times Square version of the doctor or um, <laughs> the Hollywood uh, Boulevard version of the doctor. Um, Dipper number two. Yeah, and then and then it is him. So I thought this was an interesting and weird choice because the man who played Robot Doctor, uh, Edmund Warwick, is actually um, William Hartnell's uh, stand-in slash stunt double. That makes total sense. And I think this was, you know, a fun thing to have him in an episode. Um, mm-hmm. And they dub over him. Except for one with line. Hartnell's voice. Oh, okay. Did you notice when it, when it was? No, I didn't. There's something. I think it's when Barbara is going somewhere, and the doctor just says no, and it's not Hartnell's voice. It's actually oh, it's Edmund Warwick's nice voice. Yeah, nice catch. Well, uh, nice catch from it might have been it might have been Tardis Wiki. Thanks, Tardis Wiki. Okay, I think it was Tardis Wiki, but uh, yeah, he just says no, and it's not his. It's not Hartnell's voice. So, um, but I will say it does seem weird that. We, except for the fight, we never see both doctors together mm-hmm. on screen. So it just seemed weird. Maybe Hartnell had wrapped for the day or... I don't know. Maybe. It just seemed weird to like use somebody that was clearly not Hartnell in those scenes when Hartnell was not in those scenes. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, the doc- the uh, robot doctor is on his way to uh, complete his mission of murdering uh, everyone. <laughs> uh, and then we go to Mushroom Planet. Yeah. Yeah, they land on uh, Mechanus, or they land in a McDonald's play place. Oh, yes. This is crazy the... looking trees. Yes. And where was the... Uh... The Hamburglar Jail. <laughs> yeah, we did. We didn't get a that scene. Didn't make the cut. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So I, you know, I I rather liked the uh, mushroom designs. I thought they they were interesting. I, th- I thought the looks really interesting. I I love that you know so many people can now be like I actually you know it wasn't just my childhood uh, uh, school play. I did play a tree. Yes. On TV. Yes. Um, so I'm happy for all of them. Yes. Um, I love the painted sets in this as well. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. a good painted set. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I appreciate the fact that, you know, we get the Spider-Man moment with our, our doctor and robo doctor. <laughs> yes. That's also great. Um, yeah. There's lots of uh, the editing in this is just there's one scene where. It li- they literally cut somebody out saying and action and like because Vicky is just straight up she's in a she's just standing there looking straight at the camera and then <laughs> somebody says action and she starts to move it's like oh boy, oh boy. this is bad um, <laughs> but um anyway um robot I will say like robot doctor being like hey Barbara Ian's dead sorry I couldn't do anything you want to come help me I felt like. Barbara's reaction to e- her being told that Ian is dead 
was very weird. Yes, I will agree with right? that. Right? Didn't that seem like maybe like she knew something was up or maybe. I don't maybe. know. It was just like a very odd reaction. Yeah, it's it's not the reaction that that, you know, you would have for somebody you have traveled so much with and been so close to. Yeah, it it was it just felt felt very strange. Yeah. Um then we have Doctor Fight. Um Doctor Fight was weird as well because seemingly our the real doctor defeats Robo Doctor by just ripping a single wire out of him. Well, I mean, I'm not saying the Daleks had a great design. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's nineteen sixty five. Yeah. Uh we can yada yada, I think, the rest of this episode. Yada yada, Pretty a much. periscope comes from the ceiling. Uh, and then it's daytime and we find out that there's a whole city, um, sitting above, it's not above the clouds, but it's, I think they say it's 1500 feet in the air, which is pretty tall. It's pretty tall and really kind of like a neat organic looking, um, all I keep hearing in the back of my head is one of the guys from Monty Python going, it's only a model. It looks uh, great, though. It does. It really, really does. Yeah. And we have mechanoids. Yes, mech. Oh boy, mechanoids. Um. So, what's better than than one race of uh, robots? It's two, and them fighting each <laughs> other. You know, I I will say though, I think the BBC is really missing out on the mechanoid Christmas ornament market. Dude, that could be a topper for sure. Right. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even think about it as a topper. That'd be yeah. a great topper. It's a little I was arms. just thinking like a bunch of bobbles. Yeah, it's little arms and it has a flamethrower. Oh, yes. probably not the flamethrower though. That might not be. Good. I mean, you could have like a simulated. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and we think that uh, we think that the mechanoids are helping us, but they're they're keeping us prisoner, which technically seems okay. Prisoner in their weird zoo. Um, yes. The zoo, the, this little prison zoo doesn't seem too bad because, you know, we're we're not being doesn't look like we're being tortured. We're just kind of hanging out and yeah. we are put in this room and there is another inhabitant in this room. Uh, and this is when we're introduced to Steven, who's been a yep. prisoner for, I believe, two years. Yeah. Um, and I don't recall. He says he has a mascot, which is this little panda bear thing. Oh yeah, which I don't recall. Maybe I just was not paying attention to it. I don't recall seeing it in any other of Stevens' travels. Uh, I don't seem to recall it either. I no. will say I did watch the because I'm like, wait a minute, because the end of this is very unclear mm-hmm. as to how he gets onto the TARDIS, and he does have his mascot with him when they find him uh, all burnt and like passing out on the TARDIS Mm -hmm. anyway um so yeah we basically what happens here is we get the Daleks being like where are they and they're like we're not who are you we don't care and they're like all right well robot fight so we get a huge crazy robot fight yeah Um, absolutely um and when this is all happening um a little before that Steven's like, hey, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not too bad here. Like, they let me go up on the roof and, like, hang out, but they also, like, 
don't really care because it, it anywhere I could go would just be me falling to my death. So whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they find like this cable and they're like, we could travel down the cable. And I go, oh no, this is seems very much like the first time we saw the Daleks. Are we all going to watch them go down the cable? <laughs> Which we did not. Um, no. But man, Vicky, I don't know how Vicky survived. Um, yeah, she had a bit of a freak out. She was extremely frightened to, and I love that the doctor's like, I'm going to blindfold you and you'll be fine. And I'm like, that's not how that works. No. Um, so they lower her down. And then in the middle of that, Steven's like, uh oh, everything's on fire. I got to go get my mascot. And, uh, you know, a Vicky seemingly. I don't know. They yada yada that for sure. Like yada yada, yep. she's fine. Um, there was some peril, but she's fine. And then there's like fire and explosions and a bunch of nonsense going on, like animated explosions. Um, it's it's crazy. It's just a crazy sequence. Uh, seemingly the entire well, not seemingly the entire city is burned to the ground. Oh, because of the thing that the doctor brings in there. What is that mm-hmm. thing he brings in? They're trying to fix something. I don't know. It's some TARDIS mechanism that he clearly doesn't oh, care about. Yeah. And, you know, we're on the ground. Vicky's fine. Everyone's fine. Steven is mostly definitely not fine um, as he's just kind of, I'm like, he's on fire up there. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, he's not on fire, but he doesn't look great. Um, and we get to, we're making our way back to the TARDIS, but I think... Ian and Barbara come to the conclusion that the, the doctor or the the Daleks time machine can pinpoint way better than the doctors can. Yeah. So this might be their only way to go home. And they're like, should we do it? And they're like, yes, let's let's try it. Well, we should definitely do it. Let's talk to the doctor. And the doctor is furious furiously upset he calls them idiots um he he doesn't think it'll work all this stuff we and we get like a deep like i feel like the send-off it overall i think this was very heartfelt and i thought hartnell Mm -hmm. did a great job and i thought ian Mm -hmm. and barbara both did um they both did a great job as well i feel like the there wasn't a like they do like goodbye. Uh, that was fun. Goodbye, doctor, or something like that. But they're not with him. But oh, I guess technically he's watching them. So yes, never mind. And so I guess got, I shall miss them. Oh, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, and I think you know you forget like they're the OGs. They're the last of the mm-hmm. OGs. So yeah, exactly. It's like oh, I was like oh man, that's so sad. But um. And I like that Vicky's like, and he's like, oh, I guess you want to go too. And she's like, I don't want to go back to their time. That's dumb. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. He's like, I want to hang out with you. And I think that makes him feel a, li- like a little better mm-hmm. about the whole situation. She's like, just mm-hmm. let them go. They, If they want to go, just let them go. Um, and he ultimately does. They explode the time machine. And then yeah, this, we get our London 1965 moment. Yes, and then we get this bonkers photo montage i don't even know what was that what i i'm not sure there's like a callback to the pigeon um, yeah and then like it's they weird. find an actual tar or a phone booth and they're like oh, oh. 
it was strange, but like it's very strange. It was fun. Doctor goodbye. I thought was that was cute. Uh, mm-hmm. And then yeah, the when the doctor says goodbye, like in his own way, I thought that was really well done. Uh, just overall, just yeah. a, a fantastic serial. Uh, I think Mike said top twenty. I didn't get a confirmation on that i i would i'm i'm pretty sure you said at least top 20 it may have (sighs) even been higher than that (laughs) i would i would uh comfortably put this um if we're in the 10 to 20 range i'd put it Mm -hmm. in the higher yeah i think this is i agree i i mean i i don't know if i'll ever do like a these are all my favorite stories of all time but um holy moly this one's for sure up there this one is fantastic yeah it really is absolutely love it all right well do we have anything else to say before we uh push some buttons no i think we should push some buttons i've got all the machinery i need stand back it's time okay um full-on robot fight Mm -hmm. lots of explosions the doctor seemingly purposely lighting an entire city on fire um mm-hmm. to get away um i i'm i'm there's more there's a oh, lot more, so much more but i think just i'm i'm gonna go uh eight and three quarters <laughs> yeah i was thinking nine yeah so yeah right in the right in the neighborhood there yeah i uh just a lot of uh oh the doctor fight do- the doctor fight the doctor fight frankenstein wrestling a dalek you know what? Yeah, I'll go. St- I'll go straight nine as well. I because okay. I, f- I feel like I was judging it purely on the robot fight, and I forgot about Frankenstein choke slamming a Dalek. Um, <laughs> absolute madness. So yeah, I'll go high nine. We uh, let's. Uh, oh no! Oh, it has limited space left. Okay, okay, okay. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We got fourteen minutes okay. left. Holy moly! I saw okay. an alert. We're good. We will... Okay. All right. We're fine, everyone. We'll be quick. Here we we'll go. We'll be quick. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the <laughs> So we do have time, uh, but oh boy, we have 14 minutes left on this card. But I l- turned and saw you're running low on time, and I had a panic attack. Anyway, yeah, well, we're definitely going to be done in less than 14 minutes yes, because I, I plan to be in bed and falling asleep in 14 minutes. There we go. Um, I honestly, I don't really think the episode was or the yeah the story was all that scary it was chaotic it was chaotic it's bonkers it's crazy um but there's really not ever a true kind of feeling of fear yeah um whether that's just the fact that you know you've got uh uh, almost almost 60 years worth of you know space between us now and this episode um yeah it just um it's it's a great episode it's not one that's going to terrify the kids um and yeah there there you go go. all right well next time in two weeks time uh we are going to be watching this is the first time the doctor faced a robotic slash clone of himself the next time it happens will be the next episode we watch when we watch uh the fourth doctor serial the android invasion I don't have all the stats on it, but I can imagine that uh, Tom Baker's in it. Definitely. All right. Well, and I know that Terry Nation wrote it. Yes. Also wrote that one. So there you go. There's a the little connection there. 
Um, all right. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. I'm going to do all this, Taylor. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BusBuddha71. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Please rate and review us as well. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G, uh, N-O-T-L-G.myspreadshop.com. Weird name, but that's where all of our merchandise is. If you would care to buy any of the N-O-T-L-G merchandise, um, it's raining here. I don't know why, but uh, maybe buy a sweatshirt or a shirt or a tote bag. It's all over there, N-O-T-L-G.myspreadshirt.com. And if you just want to donate to uh, the cause and keeping us up and running, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Any sort of donation is appreciated. And I think uh, support your local shops. Continue to do that, please. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, well, uh, that is it for us this time. Join us again in two weeks when we talk the Android Invasion. And we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. Tartis, 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 Tartis.